Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush, and we're determined to get our Old Norwich back. We'll talk current games and look back at the glory times. Although, apparently, according to Stuart Webber, we've never had it so good. Anyway, we're delighted also that we're part of the sports social. So do us a favour. If you know a Norwich fan, you might like the podcast. Pass it on and send them a link and be part of the team spreading the city story. So coming up, Stuart Webber finally speaks. Welcome, Ashley Barnes. On episode 43, we pick our starting 11 from our Norwich City greatest ever squad for the Premier League that we came up with in the last episode. So Stuart Webber has finally spoken, Dan. Yes, I mean, I've listened to um, two of the interviews. Uh, one of the to the pink and lads and the, and the radio Norfolk one. So in total, that's about a couple of hours. So, uh, yeah, interesting. And as you say, Ashley Barnes coming in. And I see today that we're um, in for a new a new coach from Huddersfield. Weber did mention a possibility of a new coach coming in. And um, it's uh, apparently um, some guy from um, Huddersfield. Yeah, for his first team coach is going to come in as uh, Narcis Pelak, I think is his That's name. That's right, yes, yes. He's the Huddersfield uh, town coach at the moment, so another Huddersfield connection for Norwich. But looking at what Weber said, yeah. and I said he, you've never had it so good. Two trophies in five years. <laughs> Norwich have only won seven in total. It's not been a bad season. We only just missed out on the playoffs. Everything's fine. Everything's rosy. <laughs> what, are you, what are you moaning about? I th- Actually, John, that was something that uh, I, I I took exception to. This idea, I, th- I think he said two championship wins in his watch and only five in 120 years of existence. Yep. And I thought, and this had raised the expectations level so high that uh, everyone was disappointed at not making the playoffs. I, 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 I agree. I took issue at that because this idea that two out of five, 40% of our success has come in his time which completely overlooks four other promotions to the top flight, including a Wembley playoff final win and Lambert's promotion when we come through from the first division and stayed up. 
four League yep. Cup finals, three at Wembley, two League Cup final wins, three FA Cup semi-finals, um, Europe, and many years of the Premiership. So I think it's <laughs> um, rather. But I can see, I can see what he's doing. I don't know what you feel, John. I mean, he's looking at his legacy. He's yeah, yeah. He's oh, looking, it was all about it was all about him. I think that's what I found slightly frustrating is that he keeps saying all the way through, I don't, it's not about me, it's about the club, but actually it was all about him. The whole, every interview, I've listened to half the Pink and One and the, and the, half the Norwich City one on, on the scrimmage on the BBC Radio Norfolk, yeah. although I was, try, I was trying to listen to the second half of that and I couldn't make it work today, so I don't, I don't know why that, that, that wasn't right. right. But yeah. anyway, uh, but it was all about him. It was all about him. Now, I think he's become the story because of this whole relationship that we've talked about so many times on this podcast, because we, the media and him and the club don't have a relationship, then he does become the story yeah. because he never rarely speaks. Now he said in both podcasts and the interviews that I did, well, director of footballs never speak. So you're very lucky that I'm, I'm coming out and speaking to you. And, and when I'm gone, you'll be saying, well, at least he came out and spoke. Yeah. The other guys won't. <laughs> But that's not the issue. When he started, he started speaking. And now he's gone back to, well, I'm not going to speak. Well, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, I'm going to be an open and honest club and I'm going to talk to you and I'll talk you through everything. And I always come on and do that. You, you can't have it both ways and say, that's what you're going to do and then and then change it. Because your your whole working relationship it has altered in that way. So I think he started off making it about himself. He then stopped talking to the media in the last 18 months. And so it becomes even more about him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is a good point. I think as well, when he first came to the club, obviously it wasn't so much about him. It was more about the plan. Um, he had clear ideas um, and they um, and, and they were, and they were working. I did, I did think to, in in balance, he made he made some fair points. I mean, he accepted mistakes had been made. Yes, and he did. He, he said for like one or two extra players were uh, uh, needed at the start of last season. Too many errors at the back. Lack of good chances created for the strikers. Um, and and he did accept that criticism was justified. Or he, although he did go on a lot about which I think everybody agree, not abuse, but he did make quite a lot of that, which meant perhaps the main point. He did accept that uh, criticism was justified. I think he said about the snake pit singing, you know, getting sacked in the morning. He said, I might have joined them at one time. <laughs> He's got a bit of a sense of him. So I, th and I thought he also made some fair points about, about um, on signing players. Um, um, I mean, we, we, we all accept as a lottery. We've seen what other clubs do and, you know, there are successes and failures. And I think we all accept that. He also mentioned about this settling in Norfolk. You know, we all, we who live here like living here, but players, and, and this has probably become more marked in recent times, people coming from, it was always there, but people coming from big cities and, that, mm. and their families find it harder to settle down. Yeah. And and he mentioned Rashika in one of the interviews as well. And, yes, he did. Uh, yeah, and he he basically said, you know, he's gone on and done well. Who's to say in a better team that he he wouldn't have done better? And I think I think this to me was his point, as you as you quite rightly say, it was a we've been successful. It's raised expectations here. That's what's caused all this fuss. And look, we've done it on limited. Oh well, with no funding. Mm. And I think that will be a selling point. 
Yeah. And that's interesting. I mean, this leads, um, um, I think he was, I haven't read the athletic um, articles, but um, I think they mentioned, I think they asked him about this Leeds connection. And he said he hadn't been contacted by them. But, and he said, if I do, we'll have to see. And he talked in the other interviews about, I've been here a long time. So I think that will be the next step. If, but to me, John, it looks as if Leeds are going down. Yes. I thought that was a disappointing result for them yesterday. They could win on next Sunday and still go down if Everton wins. So yeah. it looks to me they're going down. If they come calling for him, will he go? Yes, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, he's out. He'd be out yeah. of here in a minute. He's, he's only here because he's actually been, his actual career has been um, tarnished. It's probably slightly over yeah, the top, quite, yeah, but, but yeah. he's he's gone down. Yes. His ranking has gone down yes. compared to where it was two years ago. Yeah, quite. And so what he's doing, as you are rightly saying, and this is what I mean about him saying it is, it's not all about me, but it really is all about me because he is trying, as you rightly say, to build his legacy. He's saying, this is where I've been successful over the last six years, blah, 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 blah. And so he, he's, he's putting his, his biog out there effectively saying, come yeah. and get me. Yeah. Um, now, I also think that he is an interesting character in terms of he, he feels like he is picked on or and he, and again he said I, I i'm happy to be criticized and i agreed with that yeah. but he talked a lot about abuse yeah. now we all agree that being shouted at in a car park is not a very nice thing to, to happen no, to anybody. No. And, and there's family and that, and, involved as well then yeah isn't and that should not be happening no. but you you either have to stand up to it and say well he he, he his argument was it's football it just happens get on with it yeah. well no actually you don't have to get on with it. You can actually report them to the police and they can do something about it. Yeah. And, and, and I think if, 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 if he's that upset about it, he should have done something about it, but it was all a bit like, I don't want to push that or, or I'm not allowed to push there. And then he, he, I was slightly offended that he brought Darren Moore into it about the whole abuse uh, part of that. Now he said that Darren Moore had been the subject of racist abuse on social media, and it was absolutely quite rightly a massive story. And racist abuse is, is you know, to yeah. be uh, it's, to be abhorred, and absolutely. But then he said, "But why, why, why was I not in the headlines about by being abused?" And he made the, I think, awful phrase saying, "You know, I'm a white man." It's like, look, the reason why Darren Moore he was racially abused because he is black. Yeah. You are not being abused because, because you are white. white. No. And that's no. the, so they're not, they're not comparable. Yeah. But he, but he brought that in. He was being criticized because he made crap decisions, yeah. not because of the color of his skin. Yeah. And right. Darren Moore, and that is what's wrong. And I think, and I wondered whether, and we'll come on to the, the fact that he talked about the women's football team with the athletic in, in a moment. <laughs> yeah. But I wondered whether this is why you don't let him speak. <laughs> because once he opens his mouth, he does sometime where well, he puts his foot in it. Yeah. It's it's like Mount Everest. Yeah. The interview he did with yeah, Mark, with with Henry Winter last um summer was absolutely dreadful. And it then causes and he can say, um, you know, he's raised expectations. But also you could argue that all of those comments that he was making last summer had 
made it look as though or made us go, well, if you're not focusing on the football team, who is? And that's why we're we're struggling and we should be at the top. And I think the main thing that he never said in this podcast, and I don't think I heard any of the presenters, uh, any of the questions uh, questioners ask it either, is we had one of the most experienced squads in terms of coming down from the Premier League, one of the most experienced, uh, one of the most expensive squads, and we should have been in that top six because of how much money we had spent. You could argue whether how we go about spending it and we don't yeah. have a we yeah. don't have a, a, a don't have a midfield. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But we should have been higher than yeah. 13th in the table and I yeah. don't think that really got over to him because he wasn't having it. He wasn't he wasn't accepting that. He said we just missed off, uh, out of the playoffs. He did. Well, yeah, we, were, yeah. we were never we were never in the no, running for the, the that's playoffs. That's the point. I mean he you 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 are right, you know, we were only 6 points off the playoffs. We were in the race until the West West Brom game. But in fact, we know we were never really good enough. We never looked good enough, did we? And I've, no. I've watched the playoff games. And to be honest, on a championship and division one, a lot of the football hasn't been that great. But the midfields all look a lot stronger than us. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I, so I think him saying um, certain things is 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 wrong. And I think for him to come out and say to the Athletic, which came out over the weekend, that the the women's game at Norwich City was the first game he'd been to from a women's football point of view. He said, I don't mind admitting that. I love working with Flo, who's the general manager of Norwich City Women, and helping her. But that's because it's Flo. Women's football, I do not watch it. It's of zero interest to me in terms of on the yeah. telly. Now, what... Because I watch enough men's football, and I'm, watching, I'm not watching that. I want to watch other sports. It's a choice which I think should be okay. Now, I have no issue with that whatsoever, apart from he is the director of football of Norwich yeah, City Football I agree. Club. And yeah. that's why he shouldn't say it. It's you know, it's part of his job. Yes. <laughs> it's part of his job. And what does Flo think? Yeah. What does she now think? She thinks, oh, well, he's either just being nice to me and he likes working with me. Or yeah. or does he does he really think that Norwich City Women's Football Club is worth investing in? Well, obviously not, because he's yeah. he, he's basically said, I have no interest in it whatsoever. And it's not saying I don't wa- I don't watch it. I have no interest. And the the point is, he had no need to say that. He didn't need no. to say that, did he? Not at no. all. He it, could have said that was the first game because of other pressures, etc. I'd been to, but he didn't need to go there. And it is this. It, it, it's almost that it it is this. It's this sort of aggressive approach. It's a bit of arrogance. Well, I can say what I want to if I believe yes. it. Yes, and it, and it goes back to like I said at the start. You've never had it so good. It's a yeah. bit like it's a bit like the, the the government telling you stop moaning, everything's fine. You've never had it so good, yeah. and and effectively that is what he's saying to Norwich City fans. He which is. is, yeah. We right. finished mid table, but what are you moaning about? Yeah, yeah. What are you moaning about? Well, yeah. actually, we're moaning because of the decisions that you've made and some of the comments that you've made that are actually inappropriate. I thought he was a, again. I thought it was slightly um, hypocritical to say, look. The, when when uh, Chris Gorham and, and Phil Daly talked to him about the finances in the BBC Norfolk interview. Yeah. Um, and he said, well, I, 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 it's nothing to do with me. I'm not interested in the finances. I'm at the board. I'm, I, I'm in charge of football. I'm not in the finances. But then literally the next question, well, yeah, I, do, you, do you want me to bring in the Atanasios? 
So he 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 effectively said, "I brought the Etanasios into the club. Did, I went did. and found them. Yeah. I so he he must know then the finances of the football club yeah. because you, do, you 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 can't approach people and say, well, do you want to do you want to come and and and, and make your investment if you're not interested in the finances? So for him to say that's nothing to do with me again is plain wrong. Yeah, because he, he you're right, John, because he said Michael Folger was going to sell his shares. And we said to Michael, we can help you with that. Mm. <laughs> but he previously said, finance has nothing to do with me. I'm I know, absolutely. I know. Quite. It was something I picked up. And we, I think I think there's some big issues there about um, um, the, the, the club and the owners and the, the Americans. I think we'll probably return to that uh, another time, John. But going back to the point now about, okay, we've got Weber. We've got his limitations that... You think he'll go to Leeds. What yeah. do we do then? Well, we have to bring in another... Well, I think there's two ways of is, looking Is it going it. to be what, Neil Adams? Was, was the question ever asked, is David Wagner the right man to be in charge of Norwich City Football Club for the new season? I think I did hear it once. I think he said he was... Yeah, he because I think it was more on the basis, based on the last 11 games, was he the right man? And I mean, obviously he said yes. Yeah, but that for me that was a that should have been even more. This is what I meant about the whole Weber interview that it wasn't. A, it was all about him. Well, yeah. actually, we should have been. And then they they talked about some of the players, um, and and talked about Max Aaron's. He basically said Max Aaron's is up for sale. Come and get him. Yeah, uh, effectively. Same with uh, Omidambelli as well. He yeah. basically said, you know, you, you can come and you can come and buy him. Um, but I think it should have been more about. Well, is is Wagner the right person because of what we've had um, in in the last three or four months? Um, that that question, because to answer the original question is, if if he goes, if Weber goes, who are we going to bring in? I think you either have in in our level, you either have a chief exec who is in charge of all things financial and can choose the manager, like we did with McNally. Yeah. You got to get the right chief exec because we saw from Moxie, yeah. it doesn't yeah. always work. Yeah. So you've got and you Neil either Doncast got a, and Neil Doncaster. Yeah, and yeah. then so you either have a chief exec and then a manager. Yeah, or you go and you stick with the system we have at the moment, which is you've got the board looking after the finances. Allegedly, you've then got the um, director of football who's in charge of all things football apart from women's football. If you're Stuart <laughs> Weber, and then you've got the third. Uh, you've got a head coach. Effectively, yeah, yeah, quite. Now, I don't know which one works better. I think if you look at McNally and Lambert, you could say that worked brilliantly, but yeah. then it didn't work when, as you said, we had Neil Doncaster and um, various and, managers and, and Brian yeah. Hamilton. So yeah, you know yeah, that that yeah. that doesn't doesn't work. So I don't think it's about the system; it's about the getting the right person. Yeah. And so if Weber goes, the question the board then have to do is sit down with Wag, uh, Martin. Wagner, the manager, and say, "What do you want? How do, how do you want this to work? If we're going to back you, if not, get rid of him as well. If Weber goes, get rid of Wagner and bring in somebody, and and they choose their system. But I think that is that has to be the way because when Farker came in, he knew that that Weber was in charge effectively of the football. He did. Farker was, was to work out. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, and and this is the issue that Tottenham Hotspur are having is they don't have a director of football and they don't have a head manager." And right. so, which one do you bring in first? Yeah, yeah, quite. 
because because you bring in a, a manager who then goes, well, I don't want to work with that director of football. Well, actually, yeah. Daniel Levy, the chairman, wants to work with that director of football. So which one do you... It's a chicken yeah, and egg. Right. Which one do you bring in first? So it's... Whatever happens this summer, our club has a huge job on its hands. It does. Yeah. Whether Webber, If Weber stays, he's got a job on his hands. He said... Um, we we mentioned about Ashley Barnes. He said we're going to bring in more experienced players, yeah. which is again total contrast to what we've done before. Yeah. And maybe he's realised that we yeah. can't we can't well, that, win. That was interesting, John, because the other point you made, I don't know if you heard that as well, that on Farker, he got he said he got to the stage where it was clear that 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 way of football was not working in the Premier League. And I think yes. you mentioned we had six wins six at, wins. at yeah. 49 Premier League games. Yeah. So he obviously made that decision. He also mentioned about more edge to the game, didn't to the play, yeah. which I think we probably agree. We, we, we've often said Norwich City are too nice. Yeah. Um, so, um, and that's obviously with this idea behind Ashley Barnes. So they're trying to check that, you know, he's trying to change this. It's, it's, it's been a long time coming in a way, hasn't it? It has. My issue with Ashley Barnes, and not to say that he won't be a success, he, he's obviously a leader. He was at Burnley for a long time. He scored, yeah. um, I think, 51 goals in 268 appearances for Burnley. Former Brighton strike. One of my Brighton friends uh, messaged me on Twitter saying he was really good for us. Uh, but he's 32. Yeah. Um, he, he doesn't score goals. Not regularly. He's not going to be a pookie. But he is an experienced player. But for me, that's got Stephen Naismith written all over it. I mean, I thought he was a brilliant signing from Everton. Yeah. Um, he'd scored 118 goals in 100 appearances for Everton, and maybe I should have looked at those stats before they bought him. Six in 44 for us. It was a complete and utter car crash bringing him in. Yeah. yeah. And then we had to loan him out because yeah, he was on, yeah, on, on too much money. Yeah. And I, think, I, I think that's Nays- the issue. Naismith was probably a bit younger, I'd have thought. But, I uh, think he probably was. I think, I mean, he could He could be. The, the, I think the the worrying thing to me was that when he talked about that, he thought, he said Ashley Bounds, not just about him coming in, it's about bringing on Sergeant and Eda. Yeah. Well, if you play Barnes, and I think he did say Barnes can play in the number 10. Right. But if he does, or, or, or up front, you probably only need one of Sergeant or Eda. So yeah. let's go, let's you know, start of the season. We play Sergeant. Eda's back on the bench. What good has that got to do him? Yeah. Still not playing football. Still not, still not playing football. Was, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it will be interesting. I mean, I think to, to be fair, Weber, he's, he, I mean, he said, we, we know what the issues were. We're working on them. Give us a, give us a chance. We, if he stays, we haven't got a choice anyway because he's staying and we've got to see how it works out. But I think, he, you know, as well as this working, it could equally go the other way. Yeah. And if we get, you know, I've said to you before, we get into the new season, we're 10 games in, perhaps one win or even worse, and, and you're doing a, a, like a Middlesbrough were this year or what have you, they've then got to have a plan B. Yeah. The other thing with the whole Weber situation, if he goes to Leeds, I don't know if the structure's there to identify, as you say, whether it's a sporting director or a chief exec, who is going to help with bringing that in? The Ameri- From what's been said, the Americans are not in a position to do it. Okay, they might, they might push us to find, get advice where that's going to come from and perhaps it will, that will all work out. But what I go back to, I go back to Delia and Michael. In 2009, they got us in a hell of a mess and we dropped to the first division. Yeah. 
the reason um, we brought in McNally and Bowkett was because there were investors there. The banks were invested. There'd been the financial crash. They wanted to protect. They insisted on that happening. That was nothing to do with Delia and Michael. Now, at the moment, this is all about Delia and Michael. There's no other investors. There's no one else to push them. I'm just concerned that we will drift. That is the big issue. And maybe something we'll come back to in a future episode about what what, I think, uh, what we yeah, learned the, from the that ownership, interview. Absolutely. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I think we do need to know. But as you know, John, I've been wrong before. I could easily be wrong again. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh, this is the new Old Norwich. Stay with us because we're going to name our starting 11 from our Norwich City's greatest ever squad. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. And before we get into the um, greatest ever squad, just very quickly on the, on the players, we were talking about Ashley Barnes coming in and he mentioned that that would be an, one of a number of experienced players. He mentioned Alex Tetty, I think, in the Pinkin interview in midfield. He also talked about uh, Ben Gibson and Grant Hanley. Yes, he did. And if yeah. anybody had lost them, they would have they would have suffered before the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think yeah. Kieran Dow was ever a McCray, then Dowell, um, I think which is why he's not at the club yeah. anymore. But anyway, that was a different angle. But <laughs> if, you, if you're going to bring in Ashley Barnes, you, then you're going to bring in an experienced midfielder. Well, it, Isaac Hayden's obviously not that, because I think they would have said, we want to keep him. And they're like, no, we don't want him. No. And, and then a central, mid, yes. and a central defender, yeah. I think, will be the... Exactly. So you're, yes, so you're going to bring in an experienced central defender. Chris, I just hope it's not like someone like Seb Bassong, yeah. because that we've we we have done this before, where where with <laughs> Naismith, yeah. Bassong, and those players, we, we all thought, oh, yeah. they they've got good experience. They've been in the Premier League before. They should give us something, but they gave us nothing. And and my same argument that I always have with a Norwich City manager is actually we're better bringing people through than having people that have names that come to our come to us. And yes. it's the same with the players. If you look at those Norwich City, that squad yeah. that we're about to talk yeah. about, most of them were unknown before they played for us, apart from Martin Peters. And 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 that is, for me, that's yeah. the huge issue that yeah. we've got yeah. by bringing in experienced players. That's right. So, and, and, and as he said... Well, the continent's difficult now at this level for um, um, for various reasons. You go to South America, it's got to take people time to come in. So you really need to be looking um, like League One, defenders there are done well, perhaps just missed out promotion. The only thing is, John, there's a lot of clubs will be looking at those players. I mean, I, I, I don't know how true this is. I just read a comment yesterday. There's a striker for Blackpool that people are watching. Um, I think he scored 15 goals right. this season. Ipswich Town are in for him, but Norwich are not, which suggests it's too much money for us. Right, <laughs> and I and I agree that if you go into the lower leagues, you have to you have to spend a bit more, yes, probably than you would for for the European players. But if you could get them at, he was talking about having players at twenty seven, twenty eight, 
Yes. Again, that feels like quite old to me. I'm yeah. sure there must be 24-year-olds who've played probably 150 games yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. League One yeah. that, that you could pick up and, yeah. and, and, and build and then build your team. They've got experience because they've been playing League One football. Yeah, quite. And, uh, and some of them will work and some of them won't. Yes. Uh, we, we appreciate that. Yeah. But, but just to say, well, bringing an experienced player who'll make the difference with Seb Basong and Stephen Naismith, it didn't work. Yeah. And, it, and paying, it made us worse. Paying a little bit more and then they come in and can almost fit in straight away. It's just as, um, you know, to me, better than paying less and they take a year to settle down. Yes, absolutely. And, right. and either might, as you say, might work or might not. Just on, just while we're on that point and as we get back to the greatest squad, do you know we how much we agonised with Pookie leaving and whether he should be in the... Yes. Um, and in the end, we fitted him in. He, he, he came into the squad, but didn't make the, um, um, the, the the top 20. Weber said, when he was talking about Ashley Barnes, he said about Pookie, and he said, you know, with the best will in the world, great striker, great for us, but he was not a leader. And that got me thinking, if you think of the people that we went for, Sutton, Holt, Fleck and Dean, yeah. now Holt was a leader. The others also had an edge to them. Yes. Um, that's why, and, and that, that did just confirm in my view, Pukey, great striker, um, did really well for us. One of our best, but not the greatest of all time. No, I think you're, I think you're probably right on that. I think <laughs> you're right on that. So this is episode 43. Uh, we're continuing our greatest countdown. We have published, it's on the social media if you want to find it, Norwich City's greatest ever squad. So we now we need the starting 11. And in previous episodes, Dad, we kind of, Put them in already. Yeah. Um, the defending Brian, Brian Gunn in goal. Yeah. Um, Ian Culverhouse. Yeah. Mark Bowen as yeah. the fullbacks, and then Bruce and Butterworth. That's we went right. for. Yeah. Yeah. So we we we'd already kind of decided that. So we yeah. need to work out now our midfielders and our strikers. We do, and we th- I think I think we feel four three three is better than four four two. Well, I think if we're going for the Premier League, yeah, and we're which saying we are. Yeah. now, and I think the Premier League has moved on, and we, 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 you could play four four two, and some people still do, but I just think four three three is is the majority of how people play, and that can be quite fluid. Yeah, but absolutely. I think we're, yeah, we're going to go four three three. We've got the others on the bench to change that, and the and yeah, the sub, so yeah, no, no, I, I agree. So that's good. So four three three. So midfield. Well, you know where I would start. I, I think we'd have to have Phelan in. Yeah. And I would have Peters in. Yeah. Um, so Phelan in the middle. Yeah. Peters on the left. Yeah. Slightly on the left. We're not Slightly on the left. Yeah. 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 And then Goss on the right. So I, th- I think out of Crook and Goss, who yeah. are our other midfielders, yeah. I think more if you're playing slightly out of the middle... I would, I would, I would more have Goss in that position, yeah. Yeah. Um, to be able to bomb on a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure Crook, Crook would be the replacement for Phelan, effectively if we needed to win a game. Or yes, that's right. Yeah, and and Crook create a bit more, but you've still got yeah. you've got Peters and Goss in there who score a lot of goals, scored goals. So that yes, that, as that well, fits nicely as well. So yeah, so our midfield we'll put Phelan, Peters, and Goss. Yeah. And then onto the strikers. So three strikers. Yeah. Uh, again, one in the centre and two on the sides yeah. is, is how I would yeah. line them up. Um, for me, it has to be Chris Sutton. Yeah, agreed. At, at the pinnacle, the top yeah. of the Christmas tree. Yeah. The fairy, the yeah. angel. <laughs> 
Sutz is he's just for me is the is uh, and Grant Holt would come on and change the game and yes. replace him. Yeah. Or if Sutton was injured, then Holt would would play yeah, without absolutely. a shadow of a doubt. Then the other players we've got, um, um, we've got Buendia, we've got Barham, we've got Gordon, we've got Fox. They're, we've got they're, they're in the squad. Yeah, they're in the squad. So we're we're, we're looking for a match day team and subs at the moment. Yeah, and Hulahan yeah. as well. Yeah. So. For, again, for me, I wouldn't necessarily play Hulahan on the on the wide. Uh, I would see him more as a ten. Yeah. Um, Fox, I don't think is as good as Dale Gordon. No, quite. Um, Dean and Fleck, I think Fleck would be central. I wouldn't put him on on one side or the other. No. Um, so I'm going Dean and Gordon. Right. What about Huckabee on the left instead of Dean? Gordon on the right. Sutton in the middle, Huckabee on the left. I think Huckabee could be there. <laughs> I just, I, John Dean, I just feel that consistently over a number of seasons, probably. Yeah. And don't, more, I mean, we are only, we're talking about a team for, for possibly like for the first game. We've got, if we've got Huckabee on, um, you know, if we put Dean in, we've got Huckabee on the bench the other way around. So it's, yeah. I don't think this is a, too big an issue. It's just about coming up with a starting eleven, then the subs, and then you got the other the rest in the squad. So you know, I'm quite happy to go with that. Okay. So what we're saying is Gunn, Culverhouse, Bowen, Bruce, Butterworth. Yeah. Phelan, Peters, and Goss. Yeah. And Gordon, Sutton, and Dean. Yes. And then that leaves us your nine subs. Yeah. Woods. Yep. Russell Martin. Yep. Dave Watson. Yep. Ian Crook. Yep. Fox. Yep. Houlihan. Yep. Huckabee. Yep. Holt. Yep. And Fleck. Is that Robert nine? Fleck. Yep. I think that's it. And, and then the, the squad Keelan, Drury, Buendia, Barham, and Buki. Yep. Who, are, who aren't in the official starting lineup for August. Whatever no, date season kicks but, off, but in the squad for the season, yeah. How many there months? We go, then. How many months does it take us to get there, John? <laughs> quite, a, quite a while, quite a while. So there we go. That is our starting eleven. Uh, if you'd uh, have a say on that, then get in touch. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at John Cushing at Peter Cushing. You'll be able to track us down. Uh, give us your views. I will um, put that out on social media as well, so uh, everyone can see the starting eleven uh, for Norwich City from our greatest ever squad. So the big question. I mean, obviously, it's a huge question mark with Delia, but where do we go next with our greatest countdown? Um, I wonder if we start looking at um, specific max matches. We could do. Um, what we about could, picking... we could we could we could try and come up with a top list of greatest Norwich City matches of all time? I suppose we could. <laughs> we could. Oh, I, I, I was thinking also maybe we could do the greatest ever owners. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we we haven't had too many though, have we? <laughs> I mean, we had Delia and Michael, then we had Robert Chase, Arthur South, Jeffrey Watland. We could we could, we could look at it as Robert potential. Chase. Um, <laughs> and we also, could, we, 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 we to be fair, we could just have a. It, it wouldn't necessarily have to be the greatest owners, but it would be. We we could look at owners, couldn't we? 
yeah, and I think you know we've kind of looked at that as part of what we've done, but yeah. I think it might be worth looking a bit more. We're not, we well, obviously when Robert Chase passed away, we kind of looked at his yeah, his, his legacy, yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe we need to do it a bit more with with Delia and Michael. We're, you were pretty cutting about Delia and Michael earlier, <laughs> and we need to remember some of the good things that they uh, yeah, yeah. That they brought. So I think we'll, we'll throw that into the mix, and maybe we need to also come up with the greatest goalkeeper, the greatest defender the greatest midfielder and the greatest striker. Maybe there, there are other things that we could bring in um, because that is really hard for, we've already got the list and you break yeah. it down into those, into those ones. So anyway, yeah, things, things we'll, to mull over as we'll the seasons go yeah. on. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but we will come back to the Stuart Webber interview in our next episode and look at what he was talking about the impact on the club and where the club may be going rather than the team and what Stuart Webber was saying. So we'll come back to that on the next episode. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.